0: Welcome back to Just Scrap Radio on BJPenn.com. I'm your host Cole Sheldon. Episode 28 for you ahead of UFC Vegas 19. we got a good lineup for you. We're first joined by Alexio Olenek, the, that legend heavyweight who's fighting in his 75th professional fight this Saturday night against Chris Dawkins, which is just absolutely insane. So we talk about how he's been able to fight for so long. Um, still going if he's going to get to 100 fights, because you know, the way he's been going, maybe that's a possibility. He's I know he's in his 40s, but he still seems like he's going to keep on fighting for quite a while. But good job with Alexi. His kids made a a surprise appearance to help uh, him understand some of the English questions because he doesn't fully speak English yet. But some really good insight from Alexi on this fight and and just his career overall. Because this guy's a legend and he even admits his career is winding down. So he really doesn't know how much longer he has left. We're then joined by his opponent in Chris Dawkins. Good chat by Chris, with Chris Dawes about this fight, like his UFC debut against Parker Porter. No one really knew who he was. His second fight, he was still a mass underdog. He's overlooked. Now he's the betting favorite, so he's quite surprised when I revealed that to him. But this is a big fight for Chris Daucus. If Chris Dawkins wants to become a ranked heavyweight. Like this is the fight he has to win, and he basically knows he can't go. Like he can go to the ground with Linux, but it wouldn't be wise for him to go down to the ground. He goes. He knows a uh, Linux. One path of victory is to go down and submit him, and he thinks he has all the power to be able to knock Oleinik out, as he's seen him get knocked out in the past. We're then joined by Jared Gordon to preview his featherweight fight against Danny Chavez. Good chat with Jared Gordon, just about Sanford MMA, that that team that's been doing really well, and he, and his last uh, fight week, which was kind of crazy. So he goes out to Fight Island. All his cornermen test positive for COVID. His fiance or his wife tests positive for COVID. They have a miscarriage. All this crazy stuff happens but somehow Gordon doesn't get it which was completely surprising and he ends up fighting gets Paul Felder gets uh, uh Eric Nixick out there uh, gets Gary Tonin in his corner just a mash of cornermen. so and I even joke with him about if he paid Paul Felder yet because Paul Felder on the commentary was saying hey I need 5% for that but uh, good talk with Jared about this fight and what a win over Danny Chavez does from and we close out the show with Drucker close this uh, should be noted this interview was filmed prior to the Luis Pena stepping up this is when he was fighting Jai Herbert but I kept it in because it's a really insightful chat about what's your card closest thoughts on the UFC right now he doesn't seem too happy he knows he isn't getting pushed he says the free agency is something he really wants to test so it was a really insightful chat it was about him not happy with the rankings not happy with how certain things work in the UFC and him just ready to test free agency what it's all about so really insightful chat there is some parts about his fight against Herbert which are no longer relevant, but. That stuff was really interesting, so I had to leave it in. But thank you all for listening. Be sure to share the show, subscribe, and thanks again. All right, we're joined by UFC heavyweight Alexi Olenek, who's returning pretty soon. Alexi, how's it going?
1: Hi, guys. I'm good, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. Obviously, uh, returning against Chris Dawkus, are you a bit disappointed you're not fighting a ranked guy?
1: Uh, please, say it again.
0: Uh, are you disappointed you're not fighting a ranked guy?
1: No. Uh, one of the main reason because uh, any UFC uh, fighter is uh, a very tough and very ranked, ranked uh, guy. Uh, Sometimes we have legends, like... Uh, uh, Ma- uh, Mark Hunt, like Mirko Filipovic, uh, like Alistair Averim, like Fabrizio Verdum. This legend of mixed martial arts with big, big name. But sometimes uh, we fight with uh, guys who don't have a big name. But they uh, very tough and uh, they are very famous because they are UFC fighter and UFC heavyweight fighters. My opponent a uh, tough guy. He uh, have nine win and... Uh, uh, all win. He win uh, TKO. Uh, or, TKO or, ba- or, or or KO. He wa- very cool striker. Very cool striker. And uh, also he have uh, uh, black belt. This very dangerous. Up for me.
0: What do you take away from your last fight?
1: I uh, would take away. Oh, really? <laughs> Huh? Uh, what does it mean pick away sorry uh like,
0: uh like what did you learn from
1: that fight uh, you know it's a very difficult uh learn for me because uh i fight many 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 times uh that's why no, not too easy. Something learn. Of course, I something something learn, but I I don't say it. Uh, I don't think this fight change all my mind, all my life, all my everything. No, a little bit. When you fight first time, second, three fight, ten times, yes, you learn, 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 uh, learn a lot. But uh, each uh, next fight you learn uh, less, less and less. Of course I learned but no no not too much uh,
0: this I is am, your. I, this no, is it, your 75th uh, professional fight what's been the secret to allow you to fight so long
1: <laughs> uh, no any secret uh, uh, main secret is uh, your uh, various uh head. heart that heart hard if you have uh, various hearts you can fight uh, and fight Uh, fight is a style of my life Uh, This not something uh economy my body uh, eat uh, healthy food or uh, something else no most important here here and here
0: do you think you'll get to a hundred (laughs) fights
1: I don't think so but uh, nobody knows <laughs> only god knows this <laughs> uh, how many more fights do you think you have in you I don't think about how how much i I must fight more uh, if I have uh, power if I have a uh, fire in my heart uh, I fight if I don't have uh, nothing from that I don't I don't fight it it's not depend about culture 77 and finish no no and 85 and finish 100 and finish no, I don't think about number. I think only about my power, my insight, fair, fair in my soul, in my in my heart.
0: How do you see this fight playing out?
1: <laughs> this uh, this is my daughter she translated she's ten years old
0: <laughs> <laughs> How do you see it playing out this
1: fight? <laughs> uh, this uh, Charles nowukaos ask you <laughs> asking you <laughs> nah. Yeah, of course, I'm playing something. I have a game plan. I have, uh, I train this game plan and I see my fight in my mind. But uh, I, I can't say to you about everything. I just can say to you very simple uh, things. This is a cool guy. He's uh, young, he's strong, he have a, a strong head, uh, He uh, very good striker. That's all. Uh, he black belt. This uh, uh, more important for me. Black belt than uh, uh, everything more. What's it been uh, like? I, 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 I think i I ready for everything. I think I'm ready for uh, striking and for wrestling. I hope.
0: What's it been like fighting in front of no crowd?
1: how cactus when
2: you turn
1: before 0 No, не, перед... ah, mm, uh, not important for me. You you said before I fight seven, I fight uh, 75 times, uh, 74 times. Uh, sometimes I fight no people, sometimes I fight Thousands and thousands of people. Uh, that's no important. Uh, sometimes it's better fight uh, with no people because uh, mm, not so loud uh, in the hall, and I can see my corner, my coaches, and uh, you more wild because you hear what is your opponent. Mm. You hear your opponent is breathe. You hear every punch. <laughs> this is cool. Not bad. I know a million people watch for that on the TV, on the internet, everywhere. YouTube. No problem.
0: What has training been like at ATT?
1: Quiet. What Normal, like usually, I have uh, my coaches. Uh, we think about our game plan, plan together, and uh, I think not bad. Sometimes better than uh, usually. Sometimes it's worse, but uh, main is good. Everything good.
0: Oh are you hoping to get another submission win here
1: mm, nobody knows i don't know too i try doing something in striking if i can't i try doing in uh, something is uh, wrestling if i can't i'm uh return again to striking wrestling striking wrestling striking. something must be uh doing well i hope
0: are you hoping you get another legend after this win? Because you fought a lot of these legends in this sport. I
1: hope, but not too much legend in uh, in UFC, uh, in the world, uh, who not fight with me before. Who is legend? Marhan's legend, but uh, we have many young uh, guys. We have many uh, cool guys. We have many, many super strong guys. But they not uh, not legend yet, not yet. Legend's name is legend.
0: Are are you hoping to have an active year?
1: I hope. Every I think every everybody every good fighters uh, hope uh, for that. I hope too.
0: Last thing is, what's the ideal, twenty twenty one for you?
1: I don't know. Three, four fights with uh, win. This was uh, good. Uh, good. Are you,
0: are are you still chasing the heavyweight title, or are you just looking for fun fights? Uh, ask me
1: about that after fight.
0: <laughs> All right, Alexi, Thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good day. Well- was that your daughter or son translating?
1: And, we both. And daughter and son together.
0: <laughs> I appreciate it, guys. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye. Yep. All right. We're joined by UFC heavyweight Chris Dawkins. He's got a big fight coming up here. Chris, how's it going?
3: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, it's, uh, it's a good day today. So, you know, you got like 15 inches of snow outside of my yeah, so uh, it's a little hard to train today, but but it's uh, it's going good.
0: Yeah, obviously, big fight coming up here, third UFC fight. Would you ever picture your third UFC fight? You're fighting the tenth ranked guy in the world?
3: No, no, this is definitely uh, it's definitely something that we weren't expecting, but it's definitely something that we're we're uh, meeting head on, and we're definitely going to take full advantage of this
0: your last fight you were a big underdog against uh rodrigo and you knocked out in 45 seconds like did, did you did that result surprise you? not winning that way not get obviously getting the win but knocking out that quick like was that a surprising win for you
2: uh a
3: little bit yeah um i thought that he was gonna be able to you know from watching his past fights, take take a little bit more uh you know the of the punches um i i really didn't expect him to to uh to stand on the feet i kind of figured he would you know after that first exchange that we had i figured he was you know close the distance and then uh and definitely try and clinch up but for whatever reason he just backed up and um you know i was just my coaches and they were just telling me to push it and uh you know uh, the the simple little left hook called him put him down and uh
0: finished him up so it was good and you're fighting Alexei Olenek here. You have 13 professional fights. He, he, when you when he makes the walk there, this will be his 75th professional MMA fight. Like, yes. well, what's that like? Could you even imagine yes. getting to 75 fights?
3: No. Um, realistically, I hope to never fight 75 fights. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, the ability to fight 75 fights would be awesome. You know, not having to worry about uh, money or any kind of uh, like damage, you know, brain damage, anything like that. So uh, just going out there and just, you know, fighting for fun would, would be great to, to do 75, but honestly, you know, he's he's been doing it forever. Um, there's a reason that his record is the way that it is, so uh, we're definitely not taking him lightly because, you know, he is like Olenek and he is the number 10 guy in the world, so
0: uh style wise like it's basically a fight you think you keep it standing it's a favorable matchup for you because we've seen Alexi get knocked out quite often recently but if he gets down to the ground everyone knows he just needs like a second to get down to the ground and he can end a fight real quick
3: yeah yeah it's yeah i i guess you could always go back to the whole moniker you know that striker versus grappler type thing but really, uh, people really don't you know they haven't seen my, my grappling um don't want to show people, you know, that grappling. I'd, i much rather be, you know, uh, striking for this fight. Obviously, just because he's so dangerous on the ground. But it's nothing that we're not, we're not shying away from that at all. Um, you know, you, you're not gonna see me pulling guard on this guy. But um, if he gets that overhook and hitting, and he decides to pull guard, we're, we'll be fine on the ground. So it'll be good
0: you even look at his last two fights, like he beat Fabrizio over who's a former champion. And then even against Derek Lewis, even though he got knocked out, like that first round, Alexei controlled him on the ground. So do you still think even at 43, like he's still one of these top heavyweights in the world?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. There, there's a reason why he's he's number 10 in the world. He he can dictate where the fight goes. Um, that's a skill set that he has. Um, you know, he's he's been doing this for a while. He knows... He knows all the little tricks and, you know, crafty ways that, that veterans have of of getting the, the fight, you know, where they want it. And that's what we expect. Um, that's what we're game planning for. We're expecting for, you know, him to be, you know, uh, pushing forward, um, much like he's done in his most recent fights, pushing forward into the clinch. Um, and then, you know, trying to get the, you know, trying to get the fight to the floor, whether it be at the end of the first round or starting in the second round. You know, he, in his most recent fights, he... He has been, you know, working on the cage, um, trying to beat the bike up a lot. So uh we've definitely taken our, our, our necessary steps in, in, in game planning.
0: Your brother's a phenomenal grappler. Like how important is he gonna be in this training camp, just helping you out with the with Lexi, especially with how good of a grappler Alexi is.
3: Yeah, he's 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 one of the key key components, not with just this fight camp, but with all the fight camps. Um he's my number one partner. Uh, and then we have another core group of uh of like heavyweight guys who um, you know, they're always looking at our matchups and then we're always game planning on what, you know, certain things that we should be doing. Um, both for myself and my brother when he has a fight. So everyone knows uh what we're gonna be doing. Um everyone in camp knows exactly, you know, how to approach this fight. And we're just gonna keep pushing, you know, the, these last two weeks, pushing and then um, you know, make that statement February twentieth, just so you know take that number 10 spot. So it'll be good.
0: You're the, uh, you're pretty big favorite in this fight. It's kind of weird. You were plus 200 underdog to uh, your last fight. Now you're about a minus 200 favorite. Does that surprise you? Especially taking this step up competition?
3: Oh yeah. I actually didn't know the odds. So yeah. Um, uh, Yeah. That's actually really surprising. I wouldn't have done that um, if I was the odd makers. Uh, I would just, you know, it's, you know, he's number 10. In the world, he's got 75 fights. Um, I guess the, the odds makers are seeing something, um, but yeah, that's definitely weird, uh, especially being the favorite, especially for the, the third fight in you know, my UFC career. But uh, you know, um, it's good, I guess, for certain people who are betting, but uh, yeah, I mean, going back to the, the Rodrigo fight, it's definitely weird. Um, I thought that I would go bit closer, um, once uh, once people started telling me about that, but you know, I didn't expect to be, you know. Plus whatever it's plus. Would you say it's plus two fifty? Plus two hundred?
0: That that that's crazy. Yeah, uh, Nasamento, you were plus two ten. You closed that. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And then this one is what?
0: Right now you're minus one ninety five. So almost minus two hundred. All
3: right. All right. Uh, That's not too bad. That's not too bad. I'll take that.
0: Yeah. How how do you see this fight playing out? Because I probably assume you think you can knock this guy out
3: yeah yeah i mean um i've been saying this couple of fights uh you know people are going to want to test the waters with me on the on the feet um and then they're going to want to close that you know close that gap um other people who i fought recently in my last two fights alexi if he definitely can close that gap he definitely can keep me um on the cage and then he can take me down but you know it's it's all the game plan it's all about me being on point that night and, um, you know, keep putting in the work during this camp to make sure that that doesn't happen. Um, but yeah. Uh, we'll touch gloves, come out, touch him a couple times. Hopefully he falls down. Um, if he doesn't, I'll, you know, I'll defend the takedown, defend the, and then we'll work for the finish. That's, that's the game plan every time.
0: Obviously Alexei is ranked 10. So, what do you think a win here does for you? It's obviously going to put you in the ranks. Like, do you think it will put you into that top 10?
3: It should. I mean, we're from, you know, you you keep what you kill pretty much. So yeah, I take out the number 10 guy. There's no reason why I shouldn't be number 10. I mean, no disrespect to 15 through 11, but if I'm beating the number 10 guy, I'm, I'm taking his spot. That's it. So.
0: What would that mean for you to already have a ranking beside your name, like a number, possibly a single digit beside your name? Only three fights in.
3: It would mean everything. It would mean that you know the the self belief that I've had and and the the confidence that I had outside when I was outside of UFC is just real. It's just it's just you know of what I've been saying all these years that I'm the top heavyweight in the world, and it's just all I needed was that shot. I just needed that chance to to sign for the UFC or other major organization you know, around the world. I just needed to, to get on that stage to show people that, you know, I am a top heavyweight in the world.
0: Will we see any call notes from you with the win? Cause obviously you can call a good shot get someone that you want, especially the win over Alexei.
3: Uh, we'll see because a lot of heavyweights are, are going to be fighting in the next month, month or so. So there's really no reason to be um, calling people out, especially when they already have a fight lined up. If, if there's, you know, if you know, I I see something or you know something comes up, uh, yeah, call But um, I get the win, and then it's it's realistically it's just anyone right above me. So you know, nine nine through one, uh, I'll I'll take anyone. I know that uh, a lot of people have coming up. You know, uh, Overeem and Volkov have a fight this weekend, and then I seen Cyril has a fight with Rosen Strike, um. Aspinall has a fight with Arlovsky the same night as I'm fighting. Obviously, Derek Lewis and Curtis Blades are fighting the same night that I'm fighting. So there's there's a whole big shakeup going to be happening in the heavyweight division um, in the next month or so. So, you know, we'll see what happens with my fight. And then uh, we'll see what the, what happens with the events coming up after that. And then, you know, I'll, you know follow me on social media and you'll be seeing uh, who I'll be calling out then. So it'll be good.
0: As uh, someone that has a brother myself, I know how competitive – me and him are so are you and kyle competitive like do you kind of have this yeah. side thing of who gets that belt first
3: absolutely i mean he's he's belt in the regional promotion um but you know we we always we're super competitive and and everything that and uh, everything that we do we, we could be playing mario kart on you know on the nintendo switch doesn't matter we're super competitive um but you know what um it's not really about the belt right now we're just you know we're we're making sure that people know us. We're, we're making sure that, you know, we're a, an established, you know, um, fighter in each of our division. Um, we're just going to keep pushing forward. Our goals are right now. I was just to win. Is And, then, you know, after my fight and then his fight coming up, it'll be uh, – it'll certainly certainly prove that.
0: Would you guys ever want to be on the same UFC card together or do you think that would be too much pressure for your parents especially?
3: No, no, I mean we've we fought uh we fought on the same card regionally um on uh the CFFC uh card. I think it was back in twenty seventeen we fought on the same on the same thing. Um no, uh I'm fine with it. You know, we could do a main co main event, doesn't matter to me. So uh if the UFC wants something to do that, you know, put that together. I'm totally happy with you know, headliner card with him being the main event or you know, vice versa. I'll I'll co main it and then he be the main event. So I'm down for whatever.
0: And just last thing, like, what's the ideal 2021 for you? Because a win here, you probably rank 10. Like, you could easily be a top five heavy by the end of this year. Yeah.
3: And realistically, that's, that's um, you know, take out the number 10 guy coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, get another fight. Hopefully, uh, you know, soon soon after that, if, you know, no injuries or anything like that. I'd um, ideally I like to fight. Roughly, you know, three to four times this year, maybe five times, depending on how how quick a turnaround is, and then, you know, end out the year in that you know top five, maybe you know top three. Stop. So, you know, twenty twenty two, uh, you know, number one contender fight early in you know twenty twenty two, and then you know, getting going for that belt in uh in twenty twenty two. So it'll be good.
0: All right, well, Chris, thank you so much for the time, man. I really appreciate it.
3: Of course. Thank you for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. All
0: right. We're joined by UFC featherweight, Jared Gore. News are again soon. Jared, how's it going? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. Obviously successful. We dropped back down to featherweight last time out. Before we get into your fight, I just want to touch on that quickly. Was it a bit disappointing? Everyone had all these concerns. Oh, well, Jared make the weight. And then it's your opponent that misses weight. Like, Was that a bit frustrating for you?
2: Um, You know... I didn't really get like a lot of slack from people. I mean, I guess people were, were wondering how it was going to go for me, but no one really like, no one was like, Oh Jared. Like, you know, they weren't really on me about it. Um, but you know, when my, when your opponent misses his weight, it's really, I don't mind because you get some of their, some of their purse. So it's almost like, uh, it's almost like a, like a win thing for me. Like, Oh, you, you miss weight. So, it might mean you're not ready, and I guess I'm in your purse. So it's really, I don't really mind, to be honest.
0: And that fight week, if people don't know, I think that might have been one of the worst fight weeks for anyone. Obviously, everything with your family and then your corners testing positive or the false positive, you thinking you have COVID. Like, what was that fight week like, especially this fight coming off a loss, drop down to feathery, kind of like a, uh, not a must win, but you got to really cement yourself in this division with a win. Yeah.
2: Um, I mean, you know, I've had some weird ups and downs in my career. And, You know, if you look at my record, you know, if you know what you're talking about, you look at, you know, my opponents in the people I've lost to. It's like, oh well, I lost to a bunch of killers. Uh, and the one fight that I was lo- that I was winning against Joaquin Silva, I got injured and I wound up losing. I was I was winning on every judge's scorecard, even the in the round I lost, and I was winning that round. But whatever. Uh, yeah, so I needed to get down there and and make weight, uh, but the fight camp was crazy, obviously, and I, I wasn't in the gym at all because everyone was testing positive for COVID, uh, all my teammates, Gilbert Burns, all my coaches, a lot of the other guys in my gym were, you know, had fights lined up in other leagues, and were testing positive, and I was quarantined for like three, four weeks before I left for Vegas, my my girl got COVID, she had a, a miscarriage, and Lost. sorry, my dog is sneezing.
0: <laughs> no worries.
2: We uh we lost the baby, she got COVID, and then, bless you, Spanky, and then, uh, yeah, it was just insane. And then, like, so the Friday before I left for Vegas, the UFC calls me, and they're like, so um, what do you want to do? <laughs> who, who do you, who's going to corner you? And I was like, well, Felder's going to be there, and we're really close friends. Uh, Eric Nixick was cornering Dan Ige in the main event uh, the same night that I was fighting I'm friends with him. He said he would do it, help me out. And then Gary Tonin, who I trained with for a long period of time up at Henzo's, was – I didn't even know he was going to be there. When I got there, I was like, oh, Gary, what's up? And he was cornering uh, Ryan Benoit, and he uh, offered to help. And I was like – it was like an all-star team. And uh, I went in there. I, You know, under all the circumstances, I thought it was a lackluster fight. But I got the job done. It was 30-26, I think, across the boards on all the judges' cards. So, uh, you know, a dominant win kind of in my head. It looked bo- – it was boring. But, you know, I did what I had to do.
0: And then just last thing this, is obviously, Felder took Twitter and saying on the broadcast that you own that 5%. Did you ever give him <laughs> no. that?
2: <laughs> no. And – uh you know, people were actually like thought he was being serious. Like, yeah, you're actually gonna charge your friend. Like, are you guys, you know, like context through, you know, tone through through text. Like, can't understand sometimes. But that is had to be obvious that he was joking. But some people are just oblivious, I guess. But no, I never paid him. If anything, he owes me money. You know, so
0: yeah, because I think he in the tweet too. He even had laughing faces after it, and it's like I'm pretty sure. I think anyone would realize it's just a joke, but uh, sure. under your head, obviously what's it like now to ha- not having to make that travel to fight out and fighting in Vegas? Like, is that a big relief for you?
2: Yeah, it really is. And, you know, when I first signed the contract, uh, the location was uh, to be determined. So I was like, oh, I really don't want to go back there. You know, obviously I would have went, but, you know, we have to fly to Vegas and quarantine there and then you got to get on a flight to Abu Dhabi and that's 15 hours and the jet lag and you're cutting weight. It's just, it's exhausting. It's a lot. Um, so yeah, it's definitely a relief to to just, you know, fly a couple hours to Vegas and not be on such a different, you know, different time zone. And it's just easier for sure.
0: And the usual corner with you for this one, like the Henry Hoof and all them,
2: Henry, uh, Kami Barzini and actually my, like, One of my first coaches, Jason Strout, who cornered me in like 14 of my pro fights, around 14 fights, uh, came down from New York to help me out. And I think he actually is going to have a position here at Sanford, uh, and he's going to be there with me as well. But I got two other teammates on the card, Chad Skelly and Phil Hawes. So there's going to be a bunch of us there, so it's going to be a good time.
0: Yeah, well, what's it like right now at Sanford? I think that Sanford doesn't get talked about enough into this, like, gyms, the top gyms, because if you have two guys from your gym fighting for a welterweight title, you're obviously doing something right, and just everyone can yeah. go to Sanford. It's one of the top gyms in the world.
2: Oh, for sure. Um, I think, you know, obviously, Kamaru has left, and he's yeah. now at with Trevor Whitman, but he obviously, you know, was, you know, developed under Henry, um, but yeah, our gym is... Doing really well right now. And even in the local scene, we just had four guys fight this weekend. Uh, we went three for one. And the one fight they, they they lost, I think it was a split decision. He was winning the fight, and he just, you know, uh, the guy, uh, Kyle Botanyak, so he yep. fought a, a UFC veteran. Uh, he lost the fight to, to Kyle. He's a tough guy, but uh, it was a great fight. And um, all the others were finishes. I think Andre, yeah, Andre finished James Vick. Tyler Ray finished uh, someone with a Arm triangle in the first round, and then uh, who's in the ground? I forgot. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we uh, we did really well. Oh, Kyle. He took a I forget his last name. Heavyweight. took a fight on a day's notice. Oh, yeah. You... Got, got the W over Jack May.
0: Yeah. But...
2: Huge, huge win, obviously. That's a great win for him. Confidence booster. Um, but, yeah, Jim is doing great.
0: Does that give you confidence or add some, like, motivation or whatever just to keep up the streak or do you not really pay any attention to that uh,
2: you know sometimes that like it's like oh I hope someone you know loses before me so I don't have to <laughs> keep the streak going uh, no but of course yeah if you see all your teammates doing well then it's like all right we're doing something right you know Chandler just yeah <laughs> uh, finished oh, not, not, you know so, he's not easily finishable you know uh and then you know we got Gilbert coming up you know we have we got a bunch of monsters on this team and uh it's like a it's a real team here. We're not it's not like clicky, where it's always everyone is, it's one group, it's not like you know, groups of guys. Like so it's uh I love the gym, I love the atmosphere. I think I finally found like the place that I need to be in. It's it's my style, the wrestling grind, grappling grind, and you know, Henry's uh kickboxing style matches my style very well. Uh so I think I finally found um the right place for me.
0: Well, just quickly on Chandler's when I picked him to win, I wrote, like I do these betting articles. I wrote, like I said, like if you want, if you bet bet on him, cause he was plus money. And I wrote in the thing, I said, I believe what Michael Chandler says that he's the best lightweight in the world. Yeah. And people in the comments were just ripping me apart saying, "Oh, Hooker's going to destroy him. Chandler's Chandler's well, she- not this top guy.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, you got a guy like hooker who is a killer and he looks looked great in his last couple of fights. And, uh, you know, then you got Chandler who's never fought in UFC before, who obviously is a veteran and has fought monsters and beat really good fighters. Uh, but you know, everyone's always got to, oh you got to prove yourself. Um, and he did just that. And then he, and then he signed off with, uh, an amazing promo, you know, and, uh, I think he's definitely now he's one of the top guys in the UFC. So, He's proven himself for sure.
1: <laughs>
0: and now to your point with Danny Chavez, was this someone on your radar? Because I actually thought you'd get someone a bit higher ranked, especially just what you did at Lightweight. You're a fairly big name. I thought they'd give you someone kind of closer to the rankings. Um,
2: No, he wasn't on my radar. Um, you know, I like people always ask me, like, oh, who do you want next? And I'm like, I'm not really at that point where I could like – where I should or, or, or I'm looking ahead because, you know, I've had some ups and downs and, you know – my first I, I came into UFC. I did great my first two fights. Then I lost to Ferreira, which was I shouldn't have taken that fight. I actually was injured for that fight, but hats off to him. He's on like what a six or seven fight winning streak. Um and then I lost to Joaquim Silva in a fight that I was crushing and you know that was like a, a huge letdown for me. Then I beat Damaret. Then I and then I I was supposed to fight Leo Santos. He pulled out and they gave me they were like, Well, will you fight Oliveira because we can't get him a fight? Who wants to go down to Sao Paulo and fight Oliveira in his hometown? And I was like, well, you know what? If I'm going to fight Leo Santos in his hometown or in Brazil, who's kind of like almost the same, you know, build, same kind of fighter, I might as well fight Oliveira, and it will propel my name. Uh, That fight was supposed to happen the way it was, it happened. I truly believe that. I think God was like, all right, this is the fight that's going to make you go back to where you belong. Um, and you know, I got injured. I had to have eye surgery on the, after that fight. I had a plate put in my face, uh, but it made me move back down to 45. If I won that fight, I would have been ranked at 55. Yeah. Now, I'm, now I'm kind of stuck there. Um, so, and then who do I fight after that? Everyone else is a mon- is are humongous guys. Everyone's bigger than me at 55, and they're all monsters. So, this was supposed to happen the way it's supposed to happen. I went down to 45. I had to go crazy camp won the fight, got a new contract after the fish gold fight. And, uh, it's like a clean slate, you know, uh, you know, I got a new contract. I'm coming off a win. I'm at the weight class. I'm supposed to be at, I've had a full camp. And I think I have a, uh, stylistically a fight that favors me in this next one. So, you know, this is not a, a marathon. I tried to jump the line before in a sense by fighting Oliver. I've learned my lesson, you know, take things slow. I'm still learning. I think my, my ceiling, my potential for, you know my ceiling is super high, um, and I'm only learning more. And I feel like I've unlocked levels in this last fight camp, and I'm ready to put it on display this next fight.
0: How do you see this fight playing out? Because to me, I think you have better cardio. I think your wrestling's better. Striking, I think it's kind of a wash. It might slide edge to you, but I think really wherever this fight goes, I think you're probably better.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that stylistically it favors me. Uh, Danny is not a pushover by any means though. He comes and he brings it and he loves the low calf kick and he's dangerous at, you know, he could be very dangerous. Obviously I'm preparing for all of that. Um, and I think that, you know, I'm not like, I think, I think I take him down and I beat him up and, and I get the finish. Um, or I just do what I did to Chris, which I want to finish. I, I I think Mark could have stopped the fight at one point yeah. in my last fight in the third round. There was a point where he was just, you know, I was punching him in the head, and he's just his head is just, and I'm looking at Mark like, all right, <laughs> you know, but I, I guess I didn't put enough emphasis on it. Uh, but you know, this fight, I'm I'm ready to go in there and, and put that, you know, I put it on put it on Danny. Uh, not looking past him though. Once again, you know, uh, I'm ready for a fight
0: with or uh, being at 45. Like, are you open to these like? Can you take these short notice fights or like quick turnarounds? Or does it have to be like a several weeks to make the cut down?
2: I mean, I'm probably not making a fight on a week's notice 45. Uh, but I think I could take a fight on like three, four weeks, you know, maybe two weeks. Um, you know, I've gotten better and smarter with my nutrition and, um, you know not blowing up between camps which i had a tendency to do in the past um but now moving forward you know especially after i win this next one uh you know i want to get right back in there i don't want to wait 6 months between fights i don't even know why they made me wait that long this last time but that's just the way it happened uh so yeah i'm ready to, i'm ready to get back in there as soon as i win this next one
0: well, that was kind of my next question. Like, are you hoping to have an active year? Like, where, where do you see yourself at the end of the year? Because I can see yourself either fighting a rank guy or having a number side it, featherweight.
2: I'm sorry, I'm going to have to repeat that. You kind of just broke up. Sorry.
0: Where do you, where do you see yourself after this win? Because I think a win here, I wouldn't be surprised if you're fighting a rank guy or someone just on the outside of the rankings.
2: Yeah, I think that's exactly where it'll put me. Yeah. Um someone that's ranked like top 15 or, you know, between, between 15 and 10 and, uh, or someone that's like, you know, right there also. Um, So I think, yeah. And I think that uh, the time and the names that I fought in UFC, you know, I, after I win this next one, I think I deserve something like that. Um, And I know that this is my time to go on a big stride and uh, make a run for the top 10, top five, then, you know, obviously the belt, which is, I think, Every fighter in the UFC, that's the goal. You know, I don't think there's anyone that doesn't believe that they can win the belt or not, you know?
0: it's just two more things. Obviously, Henry Hoofed, one of the best like strikers, kickboxers. Like, how important has he been just helping elevate your striking games? Everyone knows how good of a wrestler you already are.
2: Um, he's been really instrumental in the last couple months for me. I didn't get to work with him a whole ton for the last one because of all of his circumstances, but um we got, we've gotten in a lot of work, and just like simple things, like that's his motto too: is keep it simple. So, little things like I'm like, oh wow, that makes a lot of sense, you know? And um, just the mentality too. Uh, I've known Henry actually for a long time. I've known him for like over ten years, and uh, you know, he's seen me at my lowest, and like he knows that I'm. He's like, look, Jared, we know you can fight. We know you're gonna come forward, and we know you're gonna go in there and fight. Like, but you don't have to fight. You don't have to be a fighter. Or like, you could go in there and play it smart. And, you know, so just little things that he says, like, which make a big difference. And, you know, obviously the technique and doing pads with him and, you know, just, but it's, I feel like it's more of a, uh, mentality mindset and, you know, just picking up little things, which will help me a lot along the way, which make a big difference. So yeah, Henry is the man and the, the vibe in the gym is, is awesome. Uh, I, I love it here and I'm really excited to, to show off my skill set, which I really don't believe I have yet. You know, I don't think I I did in my first two kind of, but I think I'm flying under the radar big
0: time. Just last thing, you've been on Bilal show a couple times. Yeah, do that stupid shower with your clothes on, but you won the rug. Did you ever get the rug?
2: What do you think? No. (laughs) I don't think I have not received I have not received my rug and I have not received my five hundred (laughs) dollar gold chain apparently. And I love gold. I have a nice gold chain, and I'm excited. Like, when someone tells me, yo, you have a chance to win a gold chain, I'm like, man, put me in, you know? Um, But you know what? Um, It was actually more or less like, hey, let the guys keep the products. I don't need a rug or a gold chain. Give it to someone else, you know? Lal's a close friend of mine, and uh, I would never – I don't want to take things from him or his sponsors. Like, just let it be for the show, you know?
0: Yeah. All right. Well, Jared, thank you so much for the time, man. I really appreciate no it.
2: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: All right. We're joined by UFC lightweight, Jakar Close. He's got a big fight coming up. Jakar, how's it going?
4: It's going good, man. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, no worries. Thank you for coming on. Obviously, uh, before we get into your fight, let's talk about last year. You obviously have that fight of the year contender against Benil Darius, like so close to finishing him. And then after that, you weren't able to get a fight. Like, What was everything like after that? Because I thought the UFC would have tried to book you pretty soon, just to kind of build off that fight.
4: Um, yeah, it was some injury. I, I had to get surgery. Um, kind of happened a little bit, like before, during the fight, a little bit. Uh, kind of made it worse, so I had to had to get it fixed. So it just kind of sucks, you know. It's always it's always something, man. felt felt good going in, uh, and then got injured and. You know, I never can string a couple fights along in a year. It's always one. So hopefully this year, you know, I can get three to four in.
0: Yeah, has that been a bit frustrating for you? Just because you had that one fight in 2019. You had the one fight in 2020. And fighting in early 2020, I'm sure you imagine that was setting you up nicely for three, four fights that year.
4: Yeah, it is, man. Especially, like, when you lose like that, you only get one check. And it's like, like, how how are you going to, you know, support your family? on that uh on that one check and you know being injured and i don't know so hopefully i can just stay stay healthy yeah it's hard to to you know you know this this sport is hard uh so it just sucks
0: and this will be your first time fighting in this like uh pandemic with no, no audience and everything you've obviously seen courtney fight twice during this time like how much do you think that's gonna help because you already done kind of a fight week like that even though you weren't the one fighting uh,
4: I think it's gonna be um I think it's gonna be good for me you know what I mean um it'll keep my emotions down uh you know the fans sometimes you might not hit the guy hard and you know the fans react to it and you know in your head you'd be like oh i rock this guy and then you go go crazy and then uh you end up getting knocked out like I did
0: <laughs> is that kind of what happened with Vanille, because that entire sequence was crazy. It was like you hurt him really bad. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he kind—you of, were kind of just walking him down, which most people would do when they have someone hurt in that situation. Then he kind of just caught you, and it kind of changes the entire tide. Like, do you think if there's no fans? It kind of would calm you down. You wouldn't maybe have rushed that like that.
4: Yeah, I don't know. Just that whole that whole fight card. It was crazy. Like. Uh... You know, when I once I got in a cage, uh, like I've seen uh, Iron Man, uh, Michael Irvin, like all these, all these uh, celebrities, and I'm like, man, I'm about to put a show on. And then once I rocked them, I just went crazy, and I'm like, I'm about to party with these dudes. And then, nope, didn't happen.
0: <laughs> How weird is it to look back that your fight is still the last ever event with like a sold out arena?
4: I know that that's crazy. Uh, I was just telling someone the other day, like. Uh, my, my fight was the last one before, you know, all the, the pandemic hit. And, uh, I guess it's, uh, something I always can remember.
0: And your opponent here, Jai Herbert, how much do you know about him? Obviously UFC debut looked really good against Francisco Chinaldo, was winning that entire fight and just until he got caught and got knocked out. Like how much do you know about him?
4: Uh, I don't know much. Uh, you know, I went back and watched him fight. Um, he's good. He's, uh, he's really good. Um, uh, nice, good jab, uh, a good cross. Um, I don't think his ground game's uh, that good. Uh, maybe he's, uh, you know, doing a lot of groundwork work uh, to prepare for me. Um, I think it's going to be a great fight for me. You know, I- I've never went for a submission before. Uh, I think this might be the first fight that I actually try to go for a submission attempt and actually get it.
0: Is that kind of a bucket list thing? You obviously have all the knockouts, you have all the UFC wins. Is that kind of the next thing on that bucket list, get a submission win?
4: Yeah, man, because, uh, you know, I train with uh, Tequino Mendez and uh, Tim Welch and uh, Sean O'Malley, all these dudes, and, uh, you know, I've been working on my jiu-jitsu a lot. So hopefully I can go in there and uh, showcase some uh, some of the things I've been working on.
0: Well, you just brought up there. I was gonna ask you about it later, but I guess I could just ask you about it now. Is you left fight ready, right? Because now you're doing a bit of training with Sean O'Malley and Tim, and just and doing some other work at different gyms.
4: Yeah, yeah. I'm no longer at a fight ready anymore. Um, just um, you know, the coach that I went over there, uh, you know, I just it just didn't work out between me and him. You know, so you know, I had to move on and do what's best for me. And uh, I think what I'm doing now, um, it's a lot better. You know what I mean? Cause I drive, I can, if I drive an hour, I know it's, I'm going to get the work I need. You know what I mean? So, um, so I don't know. I just got to do what I got to do.
0: And with Jai Herbert, he has to be one of the taller, lightweights, like six foot one, like a 77 inch reach. Like uh, He has a pretty big reach range on you. How, how do you think you're going to have to adjust to that? Cause obviously that is a big one where he can, might be able to just keep you outside with that jab, like, like close the distance. I imagine is obviously a big part of your game plan.
4: Um, I know, just close the distance. You know, I'm an aggressive fighter. Uh, You know, just get in his face, make it ugly. Um, I don't, I don't think he likes that pressure. I don't like, I don't think he likes the likes when the fight's ugly like that. Um, You know, just keep it on him, take him down, make him work, and uh, get the finish.
0: Uh, obviously, O'Malley is a band of weight, but how important do you think his look is for this fight? Because he's one of those long-rangey guys that likes to use a jab and, and not let people get into his distance.
4: Uh, I think I think moving around with him uh, is good because you know he he has a lot of he's really good like a lot of feints, um, quick. Um, you know, he's in and out, moving. Uh, just that movement, I think, is going to help me. Um, you know, especially that timing. Uh, uh, Herbert, uh,
0: how glad are you? This fight's not in. Uh, it's in Vegas, not in Fight Islands. So you don't. You can only make a little quick drive instead of that long flight.
4: Yeah,
0: I don't got a passport,
4: so uh so it's a little easier for me. Like you know, they called me up and by like, oh, we want you to fight. Over. I don't got a passport. Sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you're in no rush to get one now, then.
4: No, no rush.
0: Uh, just a few more things, obviously. This fight, like we've talked about, is early in the year. Are you hoping get your hand raised and then finally be able to string a couple fights together in this year and get some momentum going again?
4: Yeah, man. I'm just, uh, you know, I had did an interview um, before and, dude, I'm just trying to get money now, man. I'm not going to, I'm not trying to chase that belt because the UFC already knows who they want to be champion. And, you know, it's the same, it's the same couple of people always fighting, you know, like, you look at the top 10, <clears throat> Ala Quint is still in there. He hasn't fought in like two years. Like, I don't know. It just, to me, it's just ridiculous. I'm just trying to get these paychecks.
0: Well, uh, speed of that is obviously you look, obviously not in your division, but if you looked at Bantamweight, for I think it was like three, four years in a row, it was only Faber, Cruz, and Dillashaw had fought for the Bantamweight titles. Only three guys in the span of like four years fought for the belt.
4: It's crazy. It's like it's like you're grandfathered in. Once you get into the top ten, it's it's ridiculous.
0: So you just really focused on make as much money as you can. Hopefully, you can get some performance of the night bonuses. Like you're no in real hurry or really care if you're fighting ranked guys or not.
4: No, I'm to the point now. It it don't matter to me anymore because you know what I mean. If you know I can go, I can win ten fights in a row and still not fight for the a title. Just like Charles Oliveira, it's like. You know, he's out there doing his thing. At least give him a title shot.
0: Well, what, what kind of made that switch happen for you? Uh,
4: just this time off, man. Just, you know, just realizing that it's a business. You know what I mean? And, and it's, if you're not out there talking shit and, you know, showing out on it for the cameras, it's like, they're not going to push you.
0: And that's the thing too, is I see everyone saying like, oh, they just need to promote themselves or trash talk more but when you're not a natural trash talker and you try to force it it doesn't sound good like it makes you even look worse so it's it's even hard to force stuff like that
4: yeah yeah especially like no i'm I'm, i like to trash talk with my friends but it's like it's kind of hard to do it when you fight because you have you have to go out there and fight the guy if you talk all this shit you go out there and get beat up it's like you just talked all this stuff for nothing
0: and, like, just for reference, we're talking the day after Connor got knocked out. But, like, you look at Connor, He talked all that stuff. And you look – you can't go on Twitter or anything and not see that picture of him out cold and people memeing and stuff.
4: Uh, I know. I, I, I'm guilty. I have, posted a, <laughs> I have posted that picture. You know, it's – uh, but, hey, that's the game. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, like, uh, who was it, Michael Channel yesterday saying, talking about Reeking the reward, you know what I mean? You go out there, you if you talk to stuff and then you go out there and back it up, you get rewarded for it.
0: Are you surprised the UFC hasn't tried to push you a lot more? Because I know you haven't you had that structure, you're getting a lot of decisions, but they were really entertaining fights. I think for the UFC, I think they care so much about finishes, but it could be a terrible fight and it could just be one good punch and everyone just goes, Oh, you got the knockout, or it could be 15 minutes of just back and forth and have a good fight, but they don't want to push because it goes to a decision.
4: Yeah, that's kind of like um, who was that? Was that uh, Masvidal when he fought Till? Was he getting beat by Till, and then he just got lucky and clipped him, and that changed his whole thing. And then he went out there, and I don't know. It's just like I'm one punch away from you know actually getting a title shot, or you know it's 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 just crazy how this sport is.
0: Just a few more things, obviously with Corney. When do you think she's going to be back in there? Because she's obviously supposed to fight in October, and then that obviously her opponent missed weight and all that, and I'm surprised they haven't tried to rebook her sooner. Oh,
4: She has a fight. Uh, I'm not sure if they announced it yet, but she's fighting sometime in March. W- would you guys ever want to share a card together? I wanted her to be on this card, but she didn't. She didn't want to. She don't want it.
0: She do not want to fight with me on the same card. Do you get more nervous for your fight or her fight?
4: Uh... More for hers because I know, like, when I go in there, like, I can just do what I got to do and get the win, you know. But for hers, it's like I'm a little nervous, and or any anyone, any teammate, I'm more nervous for their fight than mine. I can't control it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like you can't go in there and help them if they're getting beat up. There's nothing really you can do. At least if you're getting beat up, you can try to switch something and make it
4: change. I mean, I'll. I can, you know, help him after the fight. We can jump him in the bag, but you know. <laughs>
0: hey, just last thing, like everything goes your way. Like, what's the ideal, like twenty twenty one for you? Obviously, you get a couple fights, you get a couple wins. But in your ideal world, what in your ideal world, what's this year look like for you?
4: Um,
0: beat beat
4: Hubert, and then uh, fight some of these con- contender series guys. Is that nah, your goal actually? Nah, nah. Be honest, man. Logistics. you know, I want good fights for me. You know what I mean? Um fights that's gonna get me paid. Uh you know, like I, I know it's gonna be hard to get a title shot, you know, even, even though I string, you know, some wins along. Um, you know, fight my contract out, see what happens from there.
0: Well, how many more fights are on your contract? i have three more i believe so is that something you want to do is just fight it out and see what free agency is because you see more and more fighters actually testing free agency. because like a couple years ago no one ever even thought of going to free agency
1: yeah
4: man like i'm trying to you know i've never won a belt in any other organization i've beat guys that won belts you know what i mean like i want to get a belt and i don't care where it's at you know what i mean uh so if, if if it means me fighting out my contract and going somewhere else to do it, so be it, you know. But well, actually, I, I, I love, but I love fighting in the UFC. Yeah. But it just it's hard. It's hard to get a belt there, especially at one fifty five, because there's so many guys.
0: Actually, just one more thing. Sorry, is it obviously new team with you. Who's gonna be in your corner for this one then?
4: Uh, I'm gonna have Courtney, uh, my teammate Brent, and uh, my striking coach, uh, Damian.
0: All right, well, Jakar, thank you so much for the time, man. I really appreciate it. And hey, thank you, I appreciate it.